0: This is Live Wired in Calgary. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Live Wired in Calgary. I'm your host, Darren Krause, editor at LiveWireCalgary.com. Our monthly show is produced in partnership with the awesome team here at CJSW 90.9 FM and is aired right here on the fourth Monday of each month. The show is recorded on traditional Treaty 7 land, and in the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge that we live, work, and play on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Confederacy, which include the Siksika, Kainai, and Pekani Nations, the Sutina the Stony Nakoda Nations, the Métis Nation Region 3, and all people who make their homes in the Treaty 7 region of southern Alberta. We have a wonderful show set up this month, and it seems like we can't do it these days without touching on COVID-19. This month, we'll hear audio from a recent meeting that shows the political divide in opinion on COVID and the public health measures. We'll also touch on the city of Calgary's new vaccine passport. We'll queue up a few clips on a story that may be alarming to many. The current Sunnyside flood barrier design could mean 700 heritage trees would be removed along Memorial Drive. Politics is on the minds of Calgarians these days, and we'll hit on a recent mayoral poll and talk about forums, including one here on the U of C campus. There's so much ground to cover and so little time, so let's get started. In 2013, the Calgary neighbourhoods of Hillhurst and Sunnyside were hit by the raging floodwaters of the Bow River. In the years after, a solution was sought to ensure the damage of a 1 in 100 year flood wouldn't happen again. In 2019, the overview of a designed barrier was delivered publicly. It was updated in April of 2020. That barrier stretches from 14th Street Northwest to Center Street North at an approximate cost of 28 million. But it wasn't really known to the public until mid-September of this year, yes, that's right, two weeks ago, that the execution of this berm and flood wall would result in the elimination of 700 heritage trees along Memorial Drive. These are poplar trees planted in honor of soldiers who sacrificed their lives in World War I. We'll hear first from Charlie Lund with the Hillhurst Sunnyside Community Association.
1: not replaced. Now, number of trees removed, that's, uh, there are a great many, and that's inevitable. It's not something we're happy about, but there really is no option if you're going to build a new barrier to take out trees. What you want to be able to do is put the trees back in uh, and kind of make it a parkland type area even, you know, the trees eventually will grow up and you'll get back to a nice treed area over time and we were disappointed when we saw that the plan was to remove
0: Francois Bouchard, Director Water Resources with the City of Calgary, said they discovered the issue and paused the project. Here's why. So we
1: did some more work over the summer in terms of saying, okay, well, let's tweak some of the design components. And as we went through that process, we continually came to the conclusion that there was still a lot of impact to the trees. And as a result of that, we actually... Um, decided to pause the project. And, and we've let the community of Sunnyside and, and Hillhurst know that, that we're pausing because we'd like to take more time to plan and design something that really preserves the, the cultural and, and historical significance, the ecological significance, like just the recreational significance of what that part of the city represents. You know, it's a beautiful asset, and what we didn't want to do was go in and wreck it. Now, one of the things about the berm design that that we're really looking at now is the fact that if we go to an earth berm, which can be quite aesthetically pleasing, an earth berm has a clay core, and that clay core can get compromised with tree roots. So this is one of the Balancing elements that we've, we've tried to balance is making sure that we replace trees and the intent has always been to replace as many trees as we can, both in terms of, you know, suitable, um, Trees, but also recognizing that those memorial trees have a real significance to all Calgarians and therefore actually using the cloning technology that we have so that we would be replacing those memorial trees with cloned versions of those. And, and in a way, what we're looking at is, is a renewal of the area. But with that clay core, it means that there's a bit of a setback that, that's needed so that you don't want the trees too close to the core. And that's the thing that we're going to do next. And and there's going to be two prongs to the work as we move forward. One of them is to look again at some elements of our design and say, can we do things differently? Can we reduce sort of that setback if we're still going to use some earth berms as part of our design because, uh, you know, and, and, and what we don't want is to create a wall that separates the community from the river. And this, so we're re-examining our design and really pushing our design team to look at what are solutions that would uh, preserve as much of what we have today for future generations. And the other element of that is we've recognized that this is actually an opportunity to make it not just a water utility project, but to broaden it out and and say, well, you know, from the point of view of of a citizen of Calgary, it's all interlinked.
0: Finally, Area Councillor Ward 7's Drew Farrell believes a solution can be found.
2: I don't think it would require a hard sell to convince The future council that this space is important and worthy of investment. It is precious not just to the local community, but to Calgarians across the city and Albertans across the southern Alberta. Because this, if you look at the, you know, the firefighter who who died while on duty and the police officer who died while on duty, where did they go to show their solidarity? and to collectively grieve they went to memorial drive they tied ribbons on those trees and so it's it's an important space and that got lost in the discussion and now it's it's back it's included into in the discussion and i fully believe we can we'll end up with a better project as a result
0: there's a rock and a hard place here flood protection, and heritage and public realm preservation. They are working on a solution, and one can hope the city can protect the neighborhoods and keep the beauty and history of that beloved space. Recent polling from Calgary's Think HQ showed the city's mayoral race generally to be between two people. Jeremy Farkas and Joti Gondek. The polling showed that the race is tightening up, with Joti Gondek jumping 15 points to 25% of the voters since a July survey, and Jeremy Farkas lifting 7% to 30% of those voters. There are still 28% of voters undecided, according to the ThinkHQ online panel survey. Jeff Davison was third in that poll with 6% of the vote, and Brad Field and Jan Damery with 3% and 2% respectively. Quote, it's going to be an interesting race and the campaign will definitely matter, not only in terms of execution, but in terms of the issues where the voters focus, said Think HQ president Mark Henry. Part of that campaign will be a series of forums and debates across Calgary, not only for mayor, but for many of the ward-level candidates. The Students' Union at the University of Calgary held their mayoral forum last week. It was a live stream event, and it was a dandy. Host Rob Brown from the CBC shepherded the group through a series of questions, even allowing for a little bit of back and forth. Here's one of those exchanges between Jeremy Farkas and fellow mayoral contender, Jeff Davison. Uh, thank
3: you for the question, but just to just to comment on the last question, thank you to Councillor Farkas for actually reading Calgary Economic Strategy. He rehearsed it uh, just as well as we thought he would. On the balance of where we're moving forward with respect to development in this city, first and foremost, it's all about balance. It's creating a vibrant downtown where people want to work, but going through the stages of life, where else do people want to be? We have to recognize that certain individuals will want backyards, and so there's a demand balance that we have to meet, and ultimately the plan is really to work with the development sector differently about how they bring capital projects forward and how the city can commit to those projects at some time. We don't need 14 new communities all unlocking at the same time, but we do have to meet demand because that demand ensures that Calgary does remain an affordable and dynamic city where everybody wants to live.
0: Okay, Mr. Wong, I want you to stand by with your answer because we're going to get Mr. Farkas up. Um, with 30 seconds of rebuttal to that, your memorization of the Calgary economic strategy, what would you like to say about that, Mr. Fergus? Well, I'll just
4: uh, I'll respectfully say to my colleague that the words don't match up with the actions. So if you're going to talk a good game on things like climate and good stewardship, why would you authorize, say, NMAX's acquisition of Amerimane, which puts city Calgary taxpayers on the hook for nuclear waste p- facilities in the estates? Other things like, say, if you believe in our green spaces, why would you continue to, say, uh, support selling off a portion of our park system, Richmond Green Park? Again, the words do not line up with the actions.
0: Okay, and I'm going to give you 30 seconds to rebut. Should you choose to? Yeah, yeah, I haven't had one yet. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, how hard Hopefully not the, uh, much further because yeah. we ought to move on, but go ahead. Well, at the end of the day, you know, my track record is very clear and a lot of people want to talk about all the things they say yes to, but at the same time have never actually brought those projects to city council to vote on. Arbitrarily throwing things on the floor of council without doing your homework does very little to benefit the citizens of this city. I think through the projects, I bring the experts together, I get things done.
0: There are questions over whether there's time and room for another candidate to come from behind, much like Mayor Neha- than Nenshi did when he was first elected back in 2010. Could that be a Jeff Davison, Jan Damery, Brad Field, or Zane Novak? Time will tell, of course, but having an informed and engaged voter is half the battle. Take the time, Calgary. Learn about the candidate that best suits you. Then vote on October 18th. You'll hear a little bit more about this at the end of the program. In a September 17th Calgary Metropolitan Region Board meeting, there was a discussion among members around the province's new COVID-19 public health rules and the restrictions exemption program, plus questions around what Calgary planned to do next with a vaccine passport. This meeting was prior to Calgary's approval of the vaccine passport. Foothills County Reeve, Suzanne Ole was next in line to speak where we queue up this audio. That's where we'll start.
5: Uh, Mr. Wasik, I'm sure you heard that, we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll take that back. Thank you. Uh Rebo, go ahead, you're up.
6: Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, certainly, I've been taking this risk making this statement, but I would like to share a very heartfelt message, which considers the diverse views of our residents. I'm in favor of solutions that respect our constitutional rights and freedoms and respect the dignity of each person. Many residents are opposed to the back and the mandating of these uh, rules coming forward here. And what I see is the creation of apartheid society and turning our citizens against each other as was mentioned. Well, some people believe that the vaccine will protect them, others disagree. And. A note is that the experimental vaccine does not prevent infection or transmission, and safety trials have not been completed. Many serious instances of adverse effects are showing up. So the bottom line is that people should have a choice and have a right to make an informed decision on either side of this without being censored, belittled, coerced, and punished. There has to be a way to get this through without, get through all of this and get this through without violating people. I believe we can work together rather than vilifying and punishing. And I think we need to think this through and treat everybody equally and with respect while upholding our constitutional rights and freedoms. Thank you, and I appreciate that you're allowing conversation on this.
0: At this point, Greg Clark, chair of the Calgary Metropolitan Um, Region Board, struggles to come up with a response to Ole's statement.
5: One of the um, principles of this board, I think, and, and my role as chair is to um encourage everyone to stick within facts and and um i think that it is obviously a very hot topic um it's very emotional uh, for folks on all with all different perspectives um i do encourage everyone to stick to facts um things like uh terms like the experimental vaccine which is um there's some things in there revol that you said um to the best of my knowledge are, are not true and i just want to for the record and here in public uh, state that that's uh, my understanding of it having said that i think we're not here to necessarily debate the merits of medical science uh, one way or the other um, but to try to stick to uh, areas where we, um, as leaders and, and, and you as leaders in your communities uh, can affect um, health and well-being of your uh, But then
0: Ol doubles uh, and down and, and reconfirms and tries to clarify um, her so original um, statement, and it's at this very point very that Calgary Mayor Nahed Nenchi uh, jumps into the conversation. Can
6: I just
5: respond to that comment yeah, very I, I, quickly? I, go ahead. I, I, wanna, I, I do want to avoid a, a specific back and forth on on the sure. specific. I, I, hear, I hear what you had to say. I know it reflects the views of uh, some folks in in uh, in, in our society um but i also want to try to focus here on um, uh, areas where municipalities can affect change and provide feedback to the province so i'll, I'll give you just a, a brief a brief response i, I just wanted to state my views there on the record but uh, I'll, I'll turn this back to you and to the to the board here for your uh, your comments so go ahead Rebo, and then we'll go to mayor nenshi followed by councillor Sats.
6: sure I, again thank you that you're allowing diversity of opinion because our residents have diverse opinions and just in regards to your dismissing uh, of the the word that I use, experiment. In fact, uh, the the vaccine before it was um, put out to the people was only t- um, tested on animals. So uh, that is information. Okay, and I'm certainly sorry. Other information. i um, So I just. So I just I want to say that anymore. that what, I disagree what with she your said dismissal is 1,
7: of. 1,000 percent false. And this is not a place for us to abide by those extremist views that are putting people in danger. I was with an ICU nurse yesterday. People are dying every day. Yes, we have to have a diversity of views. We don't have diversity of BS like that. That is completely untrue. And saying things like that puts people at risk and you should be ashamed of yourself, Reboll.
6: Uh, Mr. Chair, I took the risk of stating the opinion of many residents here, and I believe that People should, be should be
7: politically lies And to so, say it only tested on animals is a lie. And in fact, it was today approved fully by Health Canada for full use because it underwent the largest human tests in history. So, lies are not opinion, Reeble, and that is a lie. Stop educating yourself from YouTube videos. Read the science.
0: This is the battle that's being waged at the political level. This is the group Alberta Premier Jason Kenney and the UCP are pandering to. I get it, it's their base. They let this base go, and they literally have nothing, especially with a 9% approval rating. But when we have case counts in the mid-1000s, ICUs at a breaking point, with the only relief being the dead pulled from the beds, and hospitalization numbers we haven't seen to date, this kind of thing is dangerous. What's more, if you look at regional data, Foothills County has among the highest rates of COVID-19 per 100,000 people in southern Alberta. One has to ask, is there a correlation between Reeve Oles' statement and that number? Last week, the City of Calgary took measures into their own hands by approving a vaccine passport bylaw. Essentially, if I'm to put this all in a nutshell what the city of calgary has done is they have made it mandatory to show proof of vaccination or rapid test results in order to enter non-essential establishments in calgary this essentially closes as councillor drew farrell called it during the meeting a gaping back door in provincial regulations it does it clarifies things but as was stated in the city of calgary special meeting it also provides enforcement powers to city of calgary peace officers let me take you back to that special meeting of council where counselors decided to go ahead with the vaccine passport bylaw to hear some of the questions around the wording of the bylaw where
2: we are now it's not time to go back and consider who voted in which way The Council, this needs to be a unanimous vote moving forward. People are dying. Kids are being triaged out of the system. We need to show some leadership. This is not the time to ask what other people are doing. We know what we need to do. Step up and do it. Thank you.
7: Thank you, Councillor. I'm not seeing any other requests uh, and I'm surprised by that. But maybe uh, while well, I'm waiting for... Oh, we'll go to Councilor Farkas.
4: Thank you, Worship. Uh, before do we debate, do we have clarifying language on some of the ambiguity and contradictions that were raised earlier?
7: You have what's before you. I, I didn't hear any continuing ambiguity or contradictions myself. But if you have
4: specific questions, you can ask them now. Okay. Councillor Sutherland raised specific questions in terms of the, why the language used by this bylaw is different from the provincial orders.
7: You're asking Councillor Sutherland's question. All right, uh, Mr. Swin, do you have any other further clarification on that? Um, Your Worship, as I indicated earlier, uh, notwithstanding the the difference in wording between the bylaw and the original provincial order. Uh, the intent of those, those prohibitions or those requirements are the same. I don't think that the wording is actually is going to cause a problem from an enforcement point of view. Um, my colleague uh, Amanda Hart, who's the head of the City Prosecutions uh, section, might, might, have to, uh, might have some comments around that, but from a legal point of view, I'm not concerned. But if uh, the will of counsel is to align that wording precisely, uh, we can work out the necessary amendment to be made on the floor. Ms. Hart, do you uh, have any uh, changes you'd like to see?
6: Uh, Your Worship, this is Amanda Hart here. As far as the enforcement, I don't believe uh, we need to amend the bylaw. There is always going to be an element of discretion, and we have pretty clear guidance on the intent of the provisions.
4: Thank
7: you. Back to you,
4: Councillor Fergus. Thank you, Worship. To, to briefly debate, I'm vaccinated and encourage others to, but forcing this decision for children participating in sport really concerns me. Access to recreation is essential for everyone, especially kids. Uh, I don't agree with bringing in an additional city vaccine passport on top of what the province has already implemented. I understand why people want the city to clean up the mess that the province has made. But this is confusing enough already, and unfortunately, having City Council make contradictory and redundant orders will only muddy the waters further.
7: Thank you. Um, I'm actually going to arrive on a point of privilege, uh, Your no, Worship. No, let me, let, me, let me ask a question first, Councillor Curragh. Uh, Mr. Swin, do you call this an additional city vaccination passport or is this simply implementing what the province has already put in place? Will people have to carry a provincial passport and a city passport? No, there's going to be no city passport. Um, The proof of vaccination that the pilot contemplates is that which uh, would be provided by the province itself. I don't know if that's a sufficient answer to your question, Your Worship. That is a sufficient answer. I just don't want more misinformation getting out there um, about an additional passport or contradictory or redundant bylaws because we just had two hours of debate showing that it is, in fact, none of those things. All right, Councillor, you're up.
8: Yeah, I mean, I guess my point of privilege that still stands is that Councillor Farkas is completely misinforming anyone who's listening to him with regard to what is before us as a decision. Um, This is not, as he characterized it, some kind of uh, extraneous or redundant, this is, this is, we've just spent the last two hours talking about it, so what, can I, can I ask him to withdraw that comment? Because it
7: is, in a, in a public well, health think, emergency, very you, dangerous. I think you and I have made the point, Councillor Currah. Uh, certainly one can use political rhetoric. I will say, as i said before, if one is aspiring to lead, one should, in fact, try and be as clear and truthful as possible. And maybe we can leave it there. So to you for debate, Councillor Currah.
8: Yeah, I guess my only point of debate, uh, and I guess I'm debating Councillor Farkas's uh, debate, uh, which is maybe redundant, too, because... Councillor Farkas likes to debate, but he doesn't like to actually do the work and put actual hey, things before
7: him. Corral, Corral, you're on the edge there.
8: I would like to suggest uh, that the whole point of the vaccine passport system is to get people who are reluctant to get vaccinated for whatever reason vaccinated.
0: Hopefully, the recent patchwork of public health measures strengthened here in the city of Calgary will put us trending in the right direction, and cases will see a substantial decline in the coming weeks. That's it, another episode of Live Wired in Calgary. But before we go, I just want to remind you that there is a municipal election on October 18th. That's before we get together to talk again. Among other things, you'll be voting for Calgary mayor, your ward councillor, your public and separate school trustees. There will be a fluoride plebiscite and also votes on equalization, daylight savings time and senators. The ballot will no doubt be full. You can check out the Elections tab on the LiveWire Calgary homepage with the latest Calgary election information. There, you'll also find a list of Calgary candidates vying for public office and links to the dozens of profiles we've put together on most of them. Get informed, get educated, and cast a vote for the person you think can help lead Calgary forward. With that, I want to thank you all for listening and we'll meet again soon. So long.